with over 6,500 podcasts coming out this year, few of them give a full recap of Bar Rescue episodes, which is why the Shut It Down Bar Rescue Recap Podcast won't be another statistic. Jim Search, Catherine Williams, and Max Cohen from the Shut It Down Podcast, a show dedicated to sitting down, opening the books, and unpacking the emotional roller coaster that is Bar Rescue. Um, well, if it's one thing, Kat, that uh, I can rely on, it's that the follow through. <laughs> yeah. You know ever, I mean? ever doing research right here. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so let's, uh, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's make this happen. This is, uh, the Bar Rescue Recap Show, episode six. Um, we made it into, uh, we're almost, we're almost to double digits, guys. Yeah. I think for our double digit episode, maybe we'll get uh, Jesse Barnes on. Oh, that'd How be about great. that? Jesse Barnes, hope you're listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, would, that would be pretty dope. Um, I'm Jim Search. You can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. You can also go on Twitter and find me at Jim Search. And also, as always, you can certainly go find the Shut It Down Twitter handle at Shut It Down Recap. And I'm really excited for this episode because we. Cap, you and I have some things to talk oh, about. So anyway. many, so many thoughts, oh. so many feelings. Oh, and and who might you be? Hello, everyone. This is Catherine Williams. I'm on Twitter at at Kath Weems, K-A-T-H-W-E-E-M-S. And, and I am Max Cohen. You can find me at this is Max Cohen for the Twitters and the Facebooks. <laughs> in case you're in case you're out there, That's it. checking for our resident uh, impressionist. Yeah. I would say you want to, I've been working really hard this week on the job. Oh boy, <laughs> I can't I can't wait to hear this. You know, and for those of you, I mean, I'm kind of spoiling it for you guys if you're listening for the first time. But uh, Max, Max does the best impression of John Taffer. You will think John Taffer is in the room. Yeah, you're gonna be so blown away when you hear just this magician with sound uh, come to life. I'm, <laughs> I'm a wizard with the vocal cords. <laughs> you, I, I I can't argue that. I'm not gonna argue that, but you know what? Tell you what, guys. Uh, you be the judge when you when you hear this impression. <laughs> I'm gonna let you be the judge for that. Um, so yeah, let's get into it, guys. Uh, our this episode, the the bullpen bar on Sparks, Nevada, uh, a lovely bedroom community. Yes, between uh, uh, Reno and Tahoe. Correct. The fifth most populous city in the state. Yes. Yeah, so there's a lot going on here, but not so much for Dan Serafini. Not a lot happening for this fellow. Uh, former former pro baseball player who lost, he had what, a $14 million estate. I, I, for fortune. 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 We'll Between call it. His years in the big leagues, and then he played in Japan for a few years. Yep, so he was sitting on $14 mil and lost all of it. All of it. Through shitty investments. And a nasty divorce. And a nasty divorce. Um, and I do have in my notes shitty investments because yes. if you have $14 million and you. And you're making investments, they are shitty. His now, investments are, were so bad, in fact, that he had to go to his parents for money mm-hmm. to front for this bar. Now, mind you, this is not a young man. He's well, I think he's like early 40s at this point. Yeah. He's a seasoned gentleman. Yes. He has seen much of the world and now has gone to mom and dad, who I'm like, <sighs> all right. I, could, this, this, I was surprised we didn't see his parents once this episode. Not mm. once. Because he talks surprising. about how he feels so bad that he's a disappointment to them. Yeah. His house is on the line, and then in turn their house is on the line, and yet, you know, we only see, you know, Susie Redhead wife, or whatever her name is, Erin. She's uh, she's a lot. We'll get, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll end up talking about her. So, uh, but here's the thing, and this is why we... Th- we shouldn't be shocked that uh, we didn't see his parents because I'll tell you what: if my kid amasses fourteen million dollars and then turns around and is like, "Hey, you know what? Pfft, fuck this up." Um, hey, mom, dad, uh, you know, I, I know I lost all my money through shitty investments, which 
we can forgive him for the divorce because divorce is shitty and it happens and one and two, blah, blah, blah. We know the numbers. But shitty investments, the, those are conscious choices that you're making over and over again. It wasn't one $14 million investment. Well, also, when your 41-year-old son has two roommates and a wife, I... Mm, yeah, he reeks of some, yeah, some cool shit. There's stuff some going weird on. shit happening Wait, in that some house. weird sister wife so, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, so we have this uh, situation where if, again, if that's my kid who is like, yeah, man, really just fucked off $14 million through shitty investments. Oh, hey, I have another idea. A bar. I'm going to look at him like, okay, here's the deal, kid. I will put up this money, but you will never talk to me again. <laughs> That's it. Like, I'll do this. This is your severance. But this package. is your severance. Yeah. Your family severance is you now get the entire fuck out of <laughs> here. Severance. And that, so that's why we don't see this motherfucker because these motherfuckers, because they were just like, take, here's the money for a bar. Bye. I because hope so, but you're out of your mind. It is always such a good emotional hook to get the parents in because mm. God usually does get the parents in. For many oh, yeah. of these cases, being they're just crying. Wait, how could you do this? Or kids it, are crying. Wait, I'm sorry. And that's the whole big how I fuck this turnaround. Up? Well, he also had a steroid scandal. Do we know about this? Uh, so, so when he came back to the states after playing in Japan, he got suspended 50 games for testing positive for performance enhancing substance. Was this this was was this on the show or did you do? No, the, I. Uh, you know what I did. Yeah, I, do I did. I diligence. Did so yeah. I think I do think motherfucking another you know it's Kat Weems on Twitter. <laughs> do it. I will find you and I will Google you. Yeah, and figure out your business. Yeah. And so, so yeah. He then. Wow. I'm just suggesting it could be one disappointment after another for his mm. parents, and they're kind of like, "You do your little bar rescue thing. That's adorable. Peace out. I gave you 240, and we're done." And that's it. And yeah. uh, you know, on top of like, you know, again, like how you know, and that's the other thing too, which is so crazy to me. And this is kind of sidebar about like professional athletes and people who amass these fortunes, right? And how hard it is, you know how hard it is to become a professional athlete? It's not it's not easy. Like you have to dedicate your entire life to it. Even then, the chances are like fucking like three percent out of all the other talented people. So you then do this and then you're just like, eh, fuck it. Let me just fuck this way. Don't they follow many like professional football players once they retire and most of them are like horribly in debt and bankrupt and yes. all depressed Injured. suicidal right? I'm Head not injuries. even talking about like the brain injuries that you get from playing football but their financial stats yeah man are well, look, so horrible uh, you know this is a little bit off topic but um, there was this 30 for 30 on ESPN called Broke that was the name of it and it follows around NFL players post career and yeah they are fucked because they as they say the nfl stands for not for long because you've got maybe like average you've got five years in the league right and you know you just keep up with the joneses you spend all of your money on your boys you you know not a lot of people coming for handouts oh absolutely you impregnate the the fuck out of every woman you see i don't know if it's a prerequisite to be a professional athlete and be like you know what right, what's a condom happening before they got in the league or during like or do both. you forget yeah. it's got to be after man because you're just like i don't give a fuck but this as is the whole premise for the show ballers on hbo i can't i can't wait to watch that man well yes got- you can <laughs> yes you can oh you're man. saying i can wait for that <laughs> well it's it's the rock and he's another light-skinned hero of mine so yeah. i support him um good work so so anyway, back to uh, back to the uh, this episode here. Dan Serafini invests uh, the two forty from his parents, and the bar, as with every bar, initially takes off. Starts off great. Mm-hmm. Everything's great. Forty thousand a month in sales. He's got life by the testicles. Like things are going great. Um, the shrunken, roided testicles of life. Yeah, he's got life by the prunes, if you will, in this instance. And then that's when on this episode, uh, so there are these two just goofy white broads. That's the only way I can describe Yeah, Just the goofiest girls I've ever heard talk. When and you see this episode, you will realize Jim is not being derogatory or in any way disrespectful. 
goofy white broad is really the only way to describe these. That's two. what they are. They're drunk. They're hula hooping. They have. They were hula hooping in the bar. They're 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 yelling just meh meh. I'm drunk. We're the bullpen duo. They, they looked like they were still in a sorority. Like I don't yeah. believe that they were legally there. No. That's how I know that I'm getting older. Is like the mid twenties. Me would be like, yeah, well, that's great. Let's do this. But now I'm just like, they're fucking gross. Like I want. Yeah, wait, I don't wait. know if I could talk to those girls for more than four seconds before wait, I would. Wait, you couldn't talk to Winter with a Y, really, uh, Jim? Yeah. No. You couldn't you do have it. So much. I feel like, right, 21, 22, this seems like the perfect job. You have a guy who does not care about the business and lets you drink everything and go Oh, not. this was a great hustle yeah. for them, man. Yeah, and they were living, I'm, I'm presuming, rent-free. I would suspect rent-free, yes. Yeah. Because these two women, wi- girls, Winter and Tara, are living in Dan's house with Dan and his wife. So there are four <laughs> people in this house, all of whom kind of work at this bar. Kind of work at this bar, yeah. Yeah, kind of. It's weird. It's well, weird. Well, here's, well, here's this is what uh, this is where it all uh, shakes down is the bar is doing great and that's when they're really crushing it that's when dan is just like you know what we're doing great i'm gonna let winter and tara run this joint and i'm gonna step out and it's just like you handed a loaded firearm to small children to literally two small children How and you, man- you can't manage tweens that's the problem you can't do it i mean who not like I, w- I wish you did the due diligence to find out what their story well is. winter is big into horseback riding <laughs> <laughs> I, I was on your I Facebook page. Spoke <laughs> entirely too fucking soon. Jim searched his foot is in his mouth. As I say, I wish you did the due diligence Ask well, and ye shall <laughs> receive. She's huge in horseback yeah, riding. Yeah, Aaron of course. Winter. Their Facebook pages are just littered with the two of them competing in horseback riding events with jokes. Well, they compete. And they in compete. Horseback riding events. Oh wow. Compete. Okay. So, so I guess Sparks is known for uh, uh, horseback riding. Oh, okay. Apparently. So these are real renaissance babes um and by that i mean nightmares uh (laughs) so that's when we come to find out that they are that's what they're 300k in debt and things aren't going so well uh which is that's when we meet uh we meet phil wills who return of the vest yeah the vest the vest and the applejack he's back man he is our he is our go to barman, and then this guy who the other guy who I have now started to see. I don't know if it's because I just saw him in this episode that I'm looking back and like seeing him as a recurring. But Vic Vegas, which by the way is the best porn star name I've ever heard yep. in my life. Vic Vegas is the as I've dubbed him the Fast and Furious chef. Yeah. Oh, I I, I have best cook with a neck tattoo. Mm, okay. And not only a neck, a sleeve. He has Yeah, he yeah has he's tatted up. He has inked the fuck up. There's a story there. Oh yeah. There's definitely a story about Well, he's Vic. a nice uh he's a nice Italian boy from Brooklyn who moved to Las Vegas at age 13. <laughs> No, it's true. He learned how he learned how to cook from his mother and grandmother. He was on season seven of the next Food Network star. Ah. Jesus Christ! What don't you know? Where's like, he? Wor- where's he working now? Now he has his own place in Las Vegas. It's called like Cafe V or something. But that's like his claim to fame as he owns his own place in Las Vegas now. Hence Vic Vegas. Mm. Good for him. So uh, now that and so then we get into the bar, which just a logistical nightmare. The taps are in the back of the bar so i stand at the bar as a bartender say what would you like i'd like a bud light hang on i go to the back yeah get it and then come back this is the worst layout of a bar i've seen <sighs> and i think ever i mean there's yeah. just nothing in this place that's appealing or looks good their kitchen is a tent outside of the place it's bizarre which is not in itself a bad idea of like utilizing outdoor space but it's literally just under a tent i don't know what kind of systems they have to keep anything clean none good yeah well we come to find out so uh that's when uh we kind of get in well that's when we find out about winter and tara and that they live with dan what like there is just so much just lascivious activity like there's no way he's not knocking off one if not both of them like yeah there's some weirdness i refuse to believe that and aaron who is his wife who i think is beautiful uh she is i I don't know like she's just a husk well i love her but she's a husk 
she she could be beautiful by means of the cheerleader effect, by the fact that she's next to Winter Tara and Jessica, the three bartenders. Mm. Oh, Jessica is a hot mess. Many she's people will disaster. look beautiful. See, I, in comparison, she's objectively cute. I believe she's yes, cute. Yes, she is very cute. See, that's nice. my like. That's one of my types. Is I like the like the fire engine like i'm into her like i like mm-hmm. i like her business i think you generally like the wives of the owners i know I think it's safe to say i feel somehow, like that's a trend somehow these owners get six really episodes hot in. Wives. Yeah. yeah look i'll tell you something man you own a bar you work at a bar i've definitely seen bar owners in my hay who pull some very good looking women like they just do it man that's just i don't know if it's the allure of it or what but there are some hot women who are into it, and Aaron. And there are some not hot women who work at this bar. Yeah, well, Jessica, uh, Jessica is just a broken. Pe- she's a broken human. Like, I, I, I wrote down. It was great. She was like, she literally on the nights that they were filming to see the raunchy behavior, she wore wears like the shortest, most ripped black cocktail dress possible, and she's literally juggling the girls around, and she call, calls them. She's proud of her two best friends. Mm. And they're so sad. They're They're the saddest boobs. They're very saggy. Well, Uh, it's life. Life life has taken those tits out. I hope Winter and Tara took long, hard looks at Jessica and was like, this could be my future. Um, they can't even see past their own shittiness. Like they can't. Like I, I refuse. The bridge to of their incredibly long noses. Nope. They got nothing. Um, and oh, then we meet Tom, the chef who has a cigarette expertly dangling out of his mouth as he's grilling food, which Vic is certainly not pleased with. No, no um, although I do respect the complete trashiness of it. Like, that yes. was some expert cigarette smoking. Yeah, uh, definitely. That was a pro. That was a pro smoker. He He's no stranger to just leaving uh, leaving ash in someone's <laughs> burger. <laughs> he doesn't. And he does also doesn't give a fuck. Um and that's so then uh we cut to winter and tara who are now hula hooping like i oh sorry 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 to back up very important note vic observes the cigarette smoking and the drinking and has what i believe to be the first use of yiddish on bar rescue that's right vic vic vegas the tatted sleeve dude with the scary little goatee yeah says oy vey Mm. Just to bring home how terrifying this situation is. Without yelling. This season has really moved away from John Taffer yelling. And He's more into the subtle things of, like, I'm too disappointed to yell. Mm-hmm. And having the chefs yell, oy vey. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new direction. It's a new direction. And I, for one, like it. Um, so... Of course you do, by the way. Um, so, so Winter and Tara, they're hula hooping like just drunk fucking ass shitheads. And they're like and throwing pictures, like pictures of water on each other. They're like, it's, which, it's, it's a sorority house fight. Which further proof that Dan is knocking both of them off because they just have no idea where the fuck they are as people. So it's just like, yeah, I'm sure that's happening. And then now, he, here's where I see a little bit of the one of the underlying problems of Dan that actually I wish they addressed more. You see Dan trying. He's running around trying to make sure they have glassware, they have enough garnishes and stuff up front, but he's cursing like a sailor. Oh, yeah. All the time. This dude is dropping F-bombs like they're going out of style. Well, yo, he's a former professional baseball player. With, as we now learn and now makes a lot of sense, with a possible steroid problem. He um, did look very sweaty most of the time. Very sort of like sweaty. Very sort of wet. His eyes were watery. I just, I wasn't sure he was healthy. Yeah. <laughs> and he was very angry. He and, was. And, but they didn't touch on that. They really no. didn't address Although the Although at anger. one point, he had, he, like, Jessica did something. And he kind of, like, postured to her. And at one point, my husband was witnessing this. And he's like, oh, he's a hitter, hun. You can tell. And I was yeah. like, <gasps> no. I know. He, I'm so glad you're able to get your husband to watch this. Well, he we wasn't. talked about how he's not the biggest he's fan. He's not the biggest fan, but he's like, I know you have to do your work now. That's what he told me. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. So, yes. He, he chimed great. in periodically. And I, then I eventually I said, you have to stop talking. Like yeah, look, I've that. got fucking research, okay? <laughs> you don't, I have work to do. Yeah, I have work to do, and you need to step off. So, uh, so well, yeah. Dan then slaps the fries out of, out of her hand. Out of her hand. I'll tell you what. Very disrespectful, Dan. Yo, that's a that doesn't fly in Taverville at all. No. You like, and that's like he has a couple real fire spots, like where if you 
do acts like triggers these are triggers they're they are his triggers if you disrespect women in that work for you he'll fucking lose his mind if you cheat your employees he i've saw this one episode i think it was yeah it was one i ever seen before where he caught a girl stealing like they like Mm -hmm. stealing money and then when he approached her he's like she's like yeah i haven't been paid in like three weeks and he just wheels stop on the car yeah and he's like who else has not been paid here and everyone raises their hand there are a couple and, episodes like that it's and terrifying. he's just like what the entire fuck do you think you're doing you pay every single person within the hour or i'm leaving so you don't don't fuck with people's money don't be uh don't be a creep and uh do not cut raw chicken and then touch other things. Touch other things. Don't he, potentially get your patrons sick. That's nope. huge for him. Do not yeah. get these motherfuckers sick, man. And then also never threaten or make an employee feel unsafe. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, did I miss that? Did you already cover that? I feel like uh, we covered that. Uh, well, we, we covered that under like the employee thing. Like if you, okay. yeah. well, if you cheat them or if you're like abusive, like don't abuse your employees. So there he, was the the first time Taffer ever walked out on a. Bar rescue was the double wide trailer in like Kansas, I think, where he found video of the guy threat like willing to pay an employee a hundred bucks to throw another employee through the play class. Right, and he was like, "That's it, get yourself." He said, "Please get yourself some serious psychological help." (laughs) You need therapy, and he's just like, "I'm out." So, uh, so, and this is this is a great part of this show because John just starts throwing out all the baseball cliches. Oh my god, so many, Uh, so many sports analogies. Oh, it was. I was he was on fire with him. It's spring training now. Yep. Oh my god. You gotta god. watch it. Some people are gonna get cut from the team. And and then they did the sort of Hunger Games thing. We'll get into in a bit. So then he comes in and Jessica's just a fucking disjointed person, and he goes. He gives her a breathalyzer. She blows point two one, which is damn near three times the legal limit yep. and this broad is slinging drinks and like the combined age of winter and Tara. correct <laughs> 10 and 11 respectively yeah uh so and then we get a john john taffer classic of are you fucking up or fuck ups which one is it it's one of the two it's not it's not one or the other so then Jessica starts yelling at Dan. John threatens to fire everyone. <laughs> you see, I'll fire every last one of you motherfuckers. And it's great that he uh, he laid it down. Now, this uh, <laughs> is when Jessica, uh, oh, Jessica fights fights with Dan in the parking lot. And, like, you know what it is for me? This is a little uh, moment of reflection. Is like, just the the level of entitlement that she has it in my heart of hearts it would never occur to me to fight my boss in the parking lot yeah only the only instance and i could you could see in her face she does this all the time this isn't a regular this isn't the first time oh my god no you see this is resignation of like this shit again yeah oh here we go so this means that this is happening a lot right it would never occur to me to do that because that's my boss and I get fucking fired. But I think what it is for her too is is that she and you know, I, I think it's human nature to some extent that she's tested him to that point where she's like, I can get away with this. Like I can fight you in the parking lot and you are not going to fire me. So yeah. that stuff builds up over time of a very sick caustic relationship. Like you push a little bit and he gives and you push a little bit more and he gives you build up to that to the point where I actually agreed with her in her drunken ramblings, where she said like you don't know how to run a bar, and it's true. Someone who knew how to run a bar wouldn't keep her on and wouldn't keep those sister wives that he <laughs> lives with as staff. And oddly, she is the strongest of the bunch, as yeah. we come to see later. Yeah, she's really good, man. Um, so then, <clears throat> but the, I mean, she is right. Like, and again, I don't. Uh, I'm certainly not one to victim blame. However, if you are running a business and you let this girl fucking run you over, that is your fault. That is your business and you need to run it because it's your business. The name the name is in, the lease is in your name. Yeah. This is and one of those I feel like one of those classic episodes where I always thought Bar Rescue could be divided into two types of episodes. 
one where the owner has totally resigned himself and have let the inmate you know the inmates run the asylum right and the other one being where the owner is so brash and egotistical he can't like laguna lounge yes like exactly the, the puerto rican uh joint but that this one is just very a very i feel like a very classic structure of a guy who just has really thrown up his hands self-admits to making a lot of shitty investments and not knowing what he's doing is totally let things go and this is a guy who really needs help he needs to get that fire lit under his ass well that's when uh john brings up you gotta you gotta fi- you gotta do the landmark fire yeah pick the shittiest person and fire them i love landmark fires i've been landmark fired i was the landmark yeah? that got fired oh yeah yeah and it worked like Everyone else stepped their game up. Yeah, there. Well, I mean, I would go back there, and it was a different place. Because not to say that I was like, I was the, I was literally that landmark where it's like, okay, Jim is the absolute worst employee we have. Fuck him. He's fired, and we need to change what's going on. Um, wow. It was a shitty pizza place. Uh, we all stole food from there all the time. Like it, it was just bad. Um, someone threw a printer off the roof one day. Jeez. Wow, way to go office space. Yeah. Oh, very, very much so. Because it just would just kept fucking up. It was legitimately office space. And the manager at the time was made that choice. He's just like, we're throwing this off the roof. We're like, well, you're the boss. Let's May do I recommend, it. I don't like the Buzz Market crappy name brands, but if you've ever wanted to be Landmark Fired again, why not go to uh, Joey Pepperoni? Mm, yeah, and fuck that. <laughs> fuck those guys. Go, just bring it down from the inside. Joey Pepperoni, you're a fucking savage. <laughs> you stole our money and pizza and grand I did get a funny joke out of it. It wasn't worth it. I wanted that pizza. That pizza. We all wanted that pizza. Yeah. I all, wanted that pizza. They, everyone wanted it. Everyone was uh, it, that. Uh, but anyways, if you're lo- if anyone's looking to get landmark fire, let's start with Joey Pepperoni. Yeah. If, if you're looking to never, uh, you should definitely never go to Joey Pepperoni ever, <laughs> unless it's to spit on the window, which my friend does when he walks by sometimes. It's a good friend. Yeah, That's yeah. A good friend. He sticks up for me in one way or another. Um. So uh, they. Sorry for the tangent, but yeah. <laughs> no, this this episode's been a little tangential, which is fine because yeah. we know how to seamlessly bring it back in. Um, so now the uh, so that's when John uh, then has his um, moment, not moment of clarity, but the insight into this place as to why it's so fucked up is that ex athletes all have handlers, yes, and they don't know how to operate in the real world. So Once you they get ha- rid of those handlers, they're like wild animals set free in the world. Yeah, man, like you can't and it, i mean the inverse is true man you can't have a house cat and then expect it to go outside and find food it's just gonna go where's my right. dish i know where my dish is where is the dish ain't no dish but in the real world dan needs an agent and a manager to help him run this bar and he ain't got it he ain't got it anymore he doesn't have it so uh he so i think the light bulb kind of goes off and then like oh well i kind of need to fucking do this so now we get into what i have pegged the hunger games of of bar rescue so basically uh john is like all right we need to set up what's called a dpa drinks production average a brand new metric by the way yeah before seeing on bar rescue brand new stat that I'm sure his bartender and bar HQ can uh, keep track of. Oh, yeah, definitely. If you are interested in how to see how your bartenders perform, you've got this system. So basically, it's what the sales and drinks, uh, sales divided by drinks, then divided over 40 seconds. Sales time divided by the amount of drinks produced by the industry there. average, which is 40 seconds. Yeah. There you go. Um, so if you are under one, you're awesome you're yeah you're good so it's like an era like in baseball yeah, yeah. right the lo- right which is probably purposely designed that way so the baseball guy would be able to understand it ding 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 john is truly a teacher the lower the dpa the better a bartender the lower the yes. higher your score the slower you are which go figure all these women are really slow well, well although i do the, not the, to give them credit 40 seconds is pretty quick for a drink for any of these bars that they go into there's like no production speed these aren't yeah. like the high class bars where you're like but you know these women aren't put it these bartenders aren't put into bars where they're expected to deliver that service and they're failing by any metric yeah but they're certainly not at a 40 second metric it's but the thing i mean yeah they're shitty obviously they're on bar rescue so you're you're having shitty bartenders yeah but like the absolute bare minimum you should be doing is you should be using two hands to make drinks you should be making drinks two at a time yes like because there's drinks that you like if you're a bartender someone orders 
two drinks and two of those drinks have the same ingredient in them you have two hands you pour and then you just <laughs> memorize the drinks yep but that's not what we're dealing with obviously um which is why when they run the first test uh jess who is almost like the uh kenny powers of this outfit just yeah. these foul mouthed just piece of shit does the best out of everyone with no. uh 1.8 no uh what? hannah the the hannah blows not blows but performs at a 1.63 well, yeah, if you're, but you're trying to get closer to zero, so one point six three. No, I have We're the Jessica. Jessica wins. She has one point one eight. Hannah yeah. has one point two one. Jessica's closer to one. Oh, oh, what? Oh, I mistyped that in. So never mind that. Yeah, sorry. I, I, yeah. I, thought I had Jessica at a one point eight four. What did she? Jessica is one point one. Uh huh. Yeah. She yeah, was yeah. one point one what? Right. Which is, is great because she started out pretty shaky. Like she was like fumbling and kind of a disaster, and who knows what her tits were doing. And then she actually like. <laughs> I know. I wonder what her tits score uh, DPA was. Uh, just they just sagged throughout the entire yeah. process. Um, and then uh, yeah, well then you know we have winter at what two? I have two point zero nine. Yeah. And well, she was a disaster. Tara at two point two zero. Who surprise surprise the Bobsy twins just violently fuck this up because i'm telling you man they were just concubines who could sling drinks well here's what winter said she gets she gets very upset she says she starts crying i don't want to lose my job this is the only thing i have besides horseback riding well i mean besides the horses let's not forget but she's like a cute 21 year old with really good hair and a stripper name she's gonna be okay she'll be yeah she will she will bounce back from this i don't know how but she will she will find another dude to live with who will have a faux job like and that's the other thing too is that like tears like that just don't register with me at all crocodile tears yeah totally and also well it's on top of it being crocodile tears it's the idea that she's done something wrong like she's first time someone ever someone's ever said you did a bad job but but i'm perfect how could this be Uh. and well on I don't even know if it's her being well i guess in this instance because dan has just again thrown his hands up so she's just like oh i won like in her head she can do whatever the fuck she wants because she's broken dan her and whatever the fuck her name is broke him down to where it's just like well yeah i can totally fuck these drinks up he doesn't care we won so now that there's this quantifiable test that's like you are shitty and you yep. like you individually are shitty she she would be totally happy if you know winter ate it but like tara was the T- was tara it? was a 2.2 so that's what ni- 90 seconds to make one drink uh about o- that o- over 80 right if if a 1 is 40 seconds if one is 40 seconds right two's 80 point two's a little, little so bit. yeah it'd be a little bit above that this is where i wrote down my my john taffer line this is ridiculous yes right did you feel john taffer in there i did, did i felt, the I felt yeah yeah the yeah. splash of nixon yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> or the splash yeah just a, a float nixon to float on yes. the top right yes. a nixon floater as they would do with That's the the cocktail the signature cocktails at the end yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so um so now uh um we see the result after the after the result of that test. Dan is just in disbelief. Oh yeah, not seeing the quantifiable shittiness now. And he says the smartest thing I've heard any bar owner say pre makeover, in which he says, "I'll fire all of them." Yes, I, I have care. that down too. And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Way to go! Execute on that." But see, here's the thing, though. I mean, it's smart, but it's not. It's not realistic. Like he can't fire every person right, there. you still need a, a staff to get day-to-day you, you can phase them out looking, you phase yeah them out, you, you can phase like do the landmark fire and then either a they all fall in or b you know you if they don't fall in you now at least bought yourself some time to yeah. to find somebody but this so, is the most self-aware oh yeah statement mm-hmm. i've heard from a barn in a long time i'll fire everyone um so that's when we get into the dpa stress test yes. which is amazing because it's now blue cup versus red cup 
and this is great. And and two other cups when the other two come in, right? Like green and yeah, some it's other like color. green and yellow, yeah. I think. And so basically, this is how many drinks you know your color is your is your drinks. Like if you have blue, those are all the, all the cups that are blue are your cups. Those are your drinks. Um, so turns into a fucked up Hunger Games, and we then. Excuse me. We see uh, old old Hannah. I'm sorry, old Winter rather. Um, during the stress test, making one drink at a time. Um, yep. Which, if you're gonna crank out one to my two, I have the feeling I may take you on this one. So, uh, it's you know Hannah versus Jessica, and then uh, they they square off. Um, and then we see the kitchen kicking ass. Yeah, eight minute ticket times. It was consistent throughout the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know the magic of Vic, man. Vic does great work. Double the v. standard is twelve minute ticket times. That's what I always hear. That's that's the goal to get like, food out. And if he's consistently doing eight minutes, that's spectacular. That's great, man. Very proud of this guy. And he's not smoking or drinking. No, no, no. That grill. That's not, yeah, I think he may have saw the error in his ways. And it looked really delicious. I really wanted to go out there and try that food. It did look good. The, all the food on there is so great. Yeah. Um, you know, like the post, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 the pre-food is usually fucking foul. But post, everything looks amazing. Um, so now we uh, we come back with our, uh, our DPAs. And Hannah uh, clocks in with 1.21 impressive uh jess coming in with 1.18 again a a stellar like again a a real just cantankerous woman who knows her shit right it's like how much was she holding back when they were doing that pre-filming i mean she wanted to shine maybe she was hustling um then we have uh was it tara with 1.87 and winter coming in with 2.04 so moral of the story oh maybe use two hands to make those drinks so they even even did they showed a shot of a guy who'd been there for 30 minutes at the front of the bar and still wasn't able to get a drink oh i would be on fire he just looked so sad (laughs) he just yeah i did i remember seeing that dude um so then uh winter you see this the puddle the tears start to form and the music you know cues up and yeah you know nice music says winter you're fired find something else to do find something he says (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was handled very sweetly and amicably taffer was better he's just like learn from this which i thought was the better lesson um, well, I'm in the find something else to do camp because <laughs> yeah. I have no mercy for this. I have for no her. care what she does. None. She spends her time horseback riding. Yeah. I know that I have even less empathy for her. Yeah. The fact that there's this thing that she's, she's turned a hobby into what people needed to do for transportation. Like they needed to do that at some point. Get out of here. I have no... Also, where does she have the money for horseback riding? So, fuck her. Yeah, yeah like, Wait, is Dan paying for those lessons? <laughs> he oh, used to be. I'm right. telling you. D- does she still live there? Do we know this? Do mm. they still live? Oh, I don't know. Place? That was my question. Like, when he fires her, is he sending her home to his house? Which is a oh. dangerous... Yo, Maybe we had to give her, like, a pity fuck later that night. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to send her out. He had to, like, give it to her, her nice and good. Send her out on a, send her out on a high note or a low <laughs> note. Yeah. Depending on how that works. Uh, I don't know. He's all steroided up, man. Like, who knows yeah, what's working down there? Yeah. Uh, so, find something else to do, winner. And that's that. By the way, there was a nice little mini segment. The show will do this now sometimes. Maybe a, about two thirds of the way through, they'll come back from commercial just for like 15, 20 yeah. seconds. Yeah. And there's a hilarious little mini clip of Phil trying to talk to Winter. And he's like, Do you normally show up drunk to work? And she's like, Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> Did you really just say yeah? She's like, was I not supposed to? <gasps> and you yeah. just see Phil put his hands on his head and walk away and be like, I don't even know how to deal with this. And she was like, wait, sorry, I gave the wrong answer. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It was beautiful. It was like that 20 seconds really helped solidify the character oh, of just, Winter with the oh, line. Yeah, it definitely just tells this. Just that just is a, such a snapshot. You can totally figure out who she is as a person, how life has worked for her yeah. up until this point where, like, it's it's almost 
she it it's like a reverse incredulousness because it's like phil is so blown away that like someone's coming to work wasted as should anybody like right. <laughs> you just you just only stand-up comedy is the only place where you can show up drunk and someone's like all right you're up a third yeah, so. good enough yeah right. you're right get, get in there man um so but outside of that like a job where you know you're actually like moving around and doing shit shouldn't be drunk you just shouldn't be drunk at all so he is then like, do you normally come to work this drunk? Like, he's so blown away. And she's equally blown away when she's like, well, yeah. What do you mean by that? Like she's so drunk, she can't comprehend that she gave a bad answer. Like, incorrect and morally and ethically <laughs> bad. And like, wait, wait, what? Wait, wait, is a problem? Wait, no, but I'm winter. <laughs> no, you don't understand, but I'm winter. No, no, I'm Winter. Winter right. can show up drunk wherever Winter wants. Yeah, uh, when Winter wants to tie one on, Winter ties one on. Yeah. So uh, uh, whatever, Phil, whatever your name is, Dave, get the fuck out of here. I got shit to do. Um, so uh, so then she gets fired, uh, which is perfectly fine with me. Um, not that they asked me, but whatever. Uh, so now we then get into, uh, you know, them trying to build a local market and, like, you know, it's the... It's the and like you know the, the business right, I, I, I think we skipped over that as oh, we, horrible as the bar was inside outside was the worst sign ever it really just said bar in big letters yep. and in tiny letters said something above it that i don't believe was the name of the bar yeah there or was if it was again it was so tiny as to be unrecognizable it there, there obviously there's all types of fuckery happening yeah. um so we uh well, that's when we uh, we get the signature drinks, the the campfire and the s'mores martini, which are which are interesting. This I'd like to point out, though, uh, as we talk about the the sort of the new training, um, Jess has straight hair for the new day. Yes, and all of the ladies are in sort of like cream and white. It's sort of like they're they're trying to turn over a new leaf. Jess's boobs are slightly more contained. She's mm-hmm. sort of like cinched them up a little bit. I don't know. To me, it was like the, the trying to show the staff was like, okay, we're here. We're gonna do this. Yeah, we yeah. we wanna we wanna try and make a difference. Let's look. A, let's look professional. Yeah, let's clean up our act a little. Yeah, let's not be shitty. Um, um, I, I don't know. I'm just getting into whiskey this last year or so, but okay. one of their signature drinks, whiskey and orange juice. Seems like an interesting combination that I would not have I wouldn't thought pair, of. I wouldn't pair those. Together. I wouldn't put it together. But I'm, right, I'm, I'm looking at Catherine as a I more, dr- more experienced drink a lot whiskey. of whiskey. I would not. I would not gravitate towards the campfire myself. The orange I thought was a strange combination. A bold choice. Yeah, it's sweet and like harsh. Like whiskey is a very like. Yeah, it's got some bite to it's it. It's got some bite, and I don't know if the orange juice... I don't know. And orange juice also has bite to it. I mean, it's citrusy and acidic. But it's sweet. But it's sweet. Know. So I it's just... Know. There's there's too many, too many directions I'm getting pulled here. I don't yeah. like it. The s'mores, however... Yeah, I, that, that looks interesting. I would Sounds tear delicious. into that. At yeah, least that, one. It's essentially a white Russian without the Kahlua. Basically, yeah. Right? Vodka, chocolate, milk, Something marshmallow. Great. What's yeah. not to love? Chocolate, uh, it has chocolate syrup yeah to make up for the kalua so you're in i'm totally down <laughs> yeah. for that you're you're with it really just give me the marshmallow i don't even need i'll take the alcohol but i really just want the marshmallow um then you can you know there's there's other there's i mean there's other play i mean let's say you just <laughs> want the marshmallow store yeah say uh say a grocery store they drinks without the drink in them. they've cornered the market on that um so that's when we cut to uh you know our heartstrings getting pulled um by bobby valentine by bobby valentine yes. his former coach and mentor and um, now owner of a successful sports restaurant in connecticut correct which so, he's had since 1980 so he's been running it for a while yeah. a lot so let you know let that be an let that although he let bobby be an indicator well if you're a manager of a of a team i think you're less you're you have less of a chance of being a complete fuck up post career because you have to you're running a team like yeah. a successful manager yep. of, a, of a baseball team you got to be smart you got to be with it you got to know your stats you got to know people you have to you're you're captain of a ship so yeah you're you're the brains behind that so i'm i'm not necessarily shocked that he's parlayed into a successful career yeah. as, a, as a bar owner um so that's when uh you know john just in that engineer in that emotional engineering way he's got uh 
puts together the phone call and Bobby's like, you know, you were always one who wanted people to be great. Like you were great, but you wanted other people to be great. You got to do that here. And, you know, baseball is, or running a bar is like baseball. You know, they don't remember your last hit. Like they, you know, you got to be, what are you, what are you going to do next? Like that's, that's what we're looking for here. So you can't rest on your laurels. You got to get out there and get it. And, you know, Dan's like, that's right, Bobby. I'll fucking do it. Thanks, coach. You could hear him say, "Thanks, coach. Yep. Put me back in the game. I'm ready to get back in the game, coach." You see, it was great. It was, it was a great. Talk. You see, you, you almost see Dan, it like cuts to Dan like running out the doors, like he's running out onto the field, and he's just like, yeah. "That's right." He just puts the glove on his head. All right. Um. So then, uh, and then of course we get to uh, Catherine's favorite part. I love the, construction time. Yeah, construction time. <laughs> I love it, it. It's her thing. Well, it's Haffer's in a normal zip-up jacket today. No blazer. Yeah. I don't believe there's a baseball cap. But there's no. a definite zip-up jacket, which would have been the perfect place for a yeah, baseball you would yeah. episode. You would have been perfect to have a baseball cap. One um, would one would think that would be where you take it. And I think it's the first time they um, we meet Chip Middleton, the project manager. And I think mm-hmm. this may be the first time we've actually seen the name. Yeah. of any of the like the construction crew i thought that mm. was kind of interesting um so he uh and it, you know again it comes back to um just john's like true expertise and where things should go in a bar and the just new draft like, system how the walls like should not have reflection because i think reflection made the space look bigger and he was trying to create like a cozy a environment. environment yeah mm-hmm. yeah like a neighborhood bar uh neighborhood bar and vibe because it's between to. reno and it's by tahoe it should have an oaky feel and you know you should you know you're close to the woods mm-hmm. let's have a woodsy feel let's have oak everywhere yeah man it was great he, look. he totally nailed the concept he goes this isn't like a tourist destination like Hollywood, Florida, or Las Vegas. Like this is a place where locals are going to go. Yep. So make it make it conducive to them. And so you know, again, just John doing the Lord's work. You yeah. know what I mean? Like just what Jesus intended. Um. So, uh, then we get to uh the the unveil, um, of Oak Tavern, which. A great, great local bar. Right. In fact, he so wants to get the market on being a great local bar, he puts it in the name. In the sign. Which yeah. Which is great. Yep. Let's so, not be subtle about anything. If you have any doubts about if this... It didn't it didn't say Oak Tavern, a shitty local bar. No. A no. dive bar. A you dive bar. someone going, hey, what's a good local bar around, like, just outside of Reno? Oh, not only do I have a good local bar for you, I have a great local mm-hmm. bar. Yeah, this ain't this ain't no this ain't no run of the mill. It could lead to a very who's on first situation. Like, oh, what's the name of the bar? A great local bar. I know the name of the <laughs> bar. A great local bar. No, no, you don't understand. I'm all asking. Right. All right, you go to a bar, right? Yeah, you want to go to a great local bar, right? Yeah. What's the name of a great local bar? Yes. <laughs> Comedic timing and genius. Yeah, yeah. that's that's where it is. Um, so, you know, as much as it is a very, uh, local bar, uh, very sophisticated, mm-hmm. you know, there was, um, there was a the touch of class and, uh, you know, we cut to Dan and uh, his hot ass wife, his hot ass wife's happy, yep. Dan's happy. When the hot ass wife is happy, everyone is happy. Happy wife, happy life. That's what they say, man. That's the, that's the rule to the game. Um, and you know, everyone's, everyone's living well um yeah. of course we got a uh, revention pos system will met will continue to measure the dpa oh yeah now which my i feel like was isn't that a stat that they could attract before like you can look at how many drinks you've rung up in a certain amount of time yes but it this doesn't t- it doesn't divide it by the 40 seconds i'm i'm getting the feeling now obviously i'm shooting from the hip on this one but my feeling is is that you would have to actually do the computations for this, whereas Revention is doing it for like you don't have to get out your calculator and go, oh, okay, what is blah blah blah. Like you just would, t- you know, like press a button that says Jess. What's Jessica's? DPA? What's Jessica's DPA? And Reven- this will spit it right out for you, so you don't have to actually do that legwork. Um, be my bet if I were if yeah, I were making DPA machines, that's what I would do. Um, so. Uh, you know we we're we're, we're at the re- relaunch and you know again like one of the things i do love about the show is that it's just it's so very well for the most part because we do have an occasional walkout so very predictable mm-hmm. we know at the end the relaunch is great 
everything's going according to plan. John's happy. My work here is done. My work. He goes in for the hug, like the, the you know the eight, the the eight or nine person hug that he's gonna enca- encapsulate everyone in, and um, that's when we we come to find out the whole bar, the whole room is served in under ten minutes. Which is fucking impressive. That's spectacular. That's really impressive because I've definitely sat at bars. I'm sure we all have too, mm-hmm. where it's taken us ten minutes to get a drink just for one person, but this entire joint was served in ten minutes. So, and those and those tip skewers looked so good. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And out there, um, beef and chips, just mm. terrific bar food. So good. So, um, so then you know we we get to the end. We get to the end of this episode. Uh, we say they're up seventy percent in sales, which again is an amazing, uh, amazing feat coming from where we were coming from, of just a shitty bar where two just extra chromosome women fought in behind the bar uh now now it's a it's a reputable business and uh you know so what uh Catherine, what uh you you've gone to the site mm-hmm. i'm assuming what what they're still kicking like they're yeah they're still they're still doing well um one nice change that danny made that i really liked is he made the bar non-smoking until 8 p.m Oh, okay. So in addition to, because Bar Rescue put in, was it smoke filters? The smoke smoke, eaters. Smoke eaters. Right. So in addition to that, it's now non-smoking till eight. So I think, you know, I would think that would also generate more business or more sustained business. Um, but yeah, they seem to be they seem to be doing well. I mean, by and large, I'm, I've read mostly positive reviews. And he actually, if you look on their Facebook page, they thank Bar Rescue um, I think uh, the owner, Danny, was on TV thanking Bar Rescue, like, hey, wow. here's our new launch, blah, blah, blah. So I think, I mean, fingers crossed. And that's great, man. Um, and that's the other thing, too, is, uh, you know, you I have, you know, just b- uh, doing my research, you see like those other bars that are like fuck bar rescue yeah. they fucked us over blah yeah. blah blah but as a staunch defender it, you undid all the work that he did so of course you're gonna fucking fit like yeah of course it's just gonna continue to get worse for you when you ignore the great guru yep. yeah when yep. you ignore the guy who's turned over 800 bars in 30 years and they're just like yeah you know what fuck this let's just go back to wearing pirate outfits or whatever the fuck it was that we were doing prior to so it's it's nice to see that um dan uh that dan is giving uh john and the team some props mm-hmm. for the work that they're doing because he, he knows his shit man yeah. i mean you I, i'm not gonna sit here and debate otherwise and nor should anyone for that matter if don't john ever don't ever go don't cross the taff. the taff don't cross the taff it's well it's not gonna end well no, no you'll lose no. you're going to lose like either you'll admit he's right or you will fail yeah in everything you do uh, John is about ninety nine and zero. When I think when it comes to uh, <laughs> when it comes in the realm of bars, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know right, if he does have an ex wife. Yeah, he does. He does have an ex wife, so there is that. Um, that's happening. But the wife was not a bar, so we he is not responsible. Yeah, for flipping that. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So now we are on to our shattered glass review. Uh, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time. Our shattered glass review is where each of us takes a uh, our shattered glass. Uh, what we call this uh, rating system, for lack of better words. Yeah, I think uh, those are the perfect words for it. Ah, uh, thank you. Um, that's why there's lack of better. Uh, <laughs> so, one being a complete shit show, and goddamn it, John, step your game up. And five being your his his opus, his dream. Uh, well, we'll start with you, Catherine. What what do you what do you give this? Okay, so my quibbles with the show were the following. I thought the sign the sign wasn't great before the redo, the outdoor sign. Okay, I didn't think it was that great after the redo. Mm. I thought it still looked kind of generic, kind of basic. But then I thought to myself, it is sort of part of a strip mall area, so maybe they had to maintain a certain look from building to building. Right. Mm. If that's the case, you know that's fine. But if not, I was like that sign could be a lot more exciting although it looked very good at night i was just sort of surprised that that wasn't a grander change also as much as i loved this sort of oaky feel i wondered if dan serafini has any sort of celebrity attached to his name or attached to baseball and if so if you lose all of that 
by making it the Oak Tavern if it's not well known that he's the owner or mm. you know any sort okay. of like I don't know any sort of status that might be attached to that that or I mean you're even just getting more people in um, by through mm. using his name I don't know just something I would, to think about um, so you're so you're saying that he the direction John could have taken was to capitalize off of his fame he could so. have. Okay. I mean, maybe that's the less tasteful thing to do, but if we're talking dollar signs, it might have been a stronger choice. I would. The only thing I would say counterpoint to that, I mean, it's your obviously it's your, uh, but I would. One of John's things is when he does do the rebranding of places, is that it's a complete overhaul. Yeah, so you couldn't keep it as the bullpen. So it couldn't be necessarily yeah. the bullpen because we're trying to reinvent because right. what people have come to know because these are all bars that have the reputation of being a shitty bar right right so if that being the case we need to completely overhaul it it's got to be something a totally different direction. totally different I gotcha. direction you know I gotcha. but um what so what so that said all that said i'm gonna say uh 2.75 wow oh. oof this isn't this isn't because of Dan's hot ass wife, is it? Please please no. don't want to be about that. No, it's not about that. But okay. I do how much did Winter factor into Winter? <laughs> so Winter works at Chili's now, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for Winter, she's at Chili's in uh, Sparks was it Sparks, Nevada? Yeah. You can find she's her. Working at a Chili's, uh, living with the bus boy, I think. Oh, so no, oh, no, she would shoot high. Uh, she would do the owner. Yeah, she yeah. definitely. She's do with the owner of Chili's. Let's just assume. Yeah, yeah. she's living with the owner of Chili's, <laughs> and his wife and their daughter yeah. that that she takes care of, and by that, um, what Winter does is when the Chili's manager goes to work and his wife goes and works in like middle management somewhere, is Winter. When she's supposed to be taking care of the kid, just sends the kid to the room on some trumped-up charge, gets drunk, and falls asleep watching Maury Povich. That's <laughs> what. That's really what Winter's day is of taking care. She wakes up in time for her shift at like six. You know what I mean? And then goes in and you know blows him in the cooler. When you bet. need backstory, the Shut It Down podcast is here for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah this is uh, definitely. Um, well, you know, I, I did paint the narrative of that one dude. I think it was in like South Carolina, maybe, who like just <laughs> like they did the stress test. He was just like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> Lights a cigarette up and walks out to a stripper girlfriend That's somewhere. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, and then the, or no, it was in Florida. It was in Florida. Right, and right. And then the dude is like, "No, you gotta go back." And he's like, "Nah, fuck that." Right, shit. the bar with the guy who lost his son, Beach Rats. Right. Right, and it was the first time I'd ever seen an owner beg someone to stay. Yeah. Just one-on-one, you never do that. Um, Florida brings out the weirdest in everyone. Yeah, or attracts yeah. the weirdest people. It's uh, So, go, uh, Max, what's your... So, to my ranking, your? it's this, this was a tricky one because I don't think this is one of my favorite episodes. Everything sort of fell into place exactly as you would sort of suspect a... a feel good episode would go right but again our rating system is not how much do we like it but how much is the rating the rating system is step your game up to magnum opus mm. so in terms of quality of what taffer was trying to deliver i think he this was a really solid deliverable everyone stepped up their game he revamped it for me the happiest news at the end was uh uh dan said he was able to take the lean off of his mm-hmm. parents house yeah which is you know sales being up 70% are nice and all, but when your sales are like $0 or $5, 70% up from five, still not, still a long way to go. Right. But when you can discernibly say, I've paid off the debt on my parents' house, that's actually very special. That's, yeah. that's a powerful uh, life moment. And again, if it's one thing that uh, Taffer's about, man, it's a human connection. We want to, you're, you are in, you're on the ropes. You're about to lose everything. I have this gift of slinging booze yep. that I bring to you, good sir or good lady, and now I can turn your life around. So, and that's you know he he's always very adamant. He's there's always a line in pretty much every episode where he says, "This is what this rescue was about. Mm-hmm. This is what mm-hmm. motivated me." Yep. And you know it's always those deep, powerful things, the things <laughs> yeah. that can tear families apart. And he's helping to bridge that gap. <laughs> I don't know if Through, this can salvage the fourteen million dollars in shitty investments Dan has made, but this oh, is a really significant step. I have the feeling that. Um, well, I don't want to say that Dan has definitely worked through this, but he's accepted that 
You know what I mean? Like, he's like, well, that just happened. Like, there's nothing that I can do to get all that back. I'm still pissed. I just, I, hey, man, I, you can't imagine someone who wouldn't right? be. It but. comes down to the difference between his advice and Taffer's advice to Winter, where he said, do something else with your time. Taffer advised, learn from this. Right. So maybe this is he's Dan learning from this. Learning from fourteen millions and million of bad investments and In then the hole. seeing how to save an investment. Right. So for that, this is a really solid episode for those reasons. So I I give it three seven five. Mm. Mm, whoa, whoa. I really you know on the scale of One. bad work, John Taffer to magnum opus. This is how we all learn about life. John Tapp from John Tapp. Right, right. I think this has to rank higher than some of the others. Oh yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I'm a lot in your in your camp here. I I think uh, structurally this is a great episode. Um, I think you know there was a lot there's a lot of fuckery involved um, with Winter and and Tara. And it didn't have as many great one-liners as some of the episodes. It did had. not. It was not it as really quippy. Dis- despite that, I mean, because you know we had "Are you fucking up or a fuck up?" which I thought was great. Pretty stellar. Good yes. use of the word "fuck." I think that. Oh yeah. Know, he really. <laughs> he's a wordsmith uh, when it comes to insults as well. But um, I would have to say again, just coming from the place of where this bar started and where it went, and just term the structure turning it into a, a local neighborhood joint it having you know all the be- like it, it was a bar that i could see people going to and i would go to like i'm mm-hmm. like oh this looks like it'd be a really fun place um there was and i and i was on dan's side like there this up ep- like i like dan um you know there's definitely been other episodes where i'm just like oh this guy's a fucking dick i why are you like he didn't and that's the other thing he was he didn't really put up he put up a fight with john but it wasn't directed at john it was just to the situation where he's just like you're right i'm fucking broke i don't know what the fuck i'm doing like so he was fighting himself he was fighting himself in the decisions which is always a good way about going about this so i'm like all right great i can root for this also you know he's got a hot ass wife that you know he's got to look out for and you know you see her at the end smile and how do you hate on that you know i'm not hating on that at all um so i'm i'm gonna give this a four there we go. Yes. I think this really pushed, you know, again, not perfect, not a perfect, he didn't land, didn't stick the landing per se, because there are some, there are some shortcomings, but definitely stepped his game up from the other episodes that we've seen for sure. So I'm, I'm going to go with a four. And just to circle back to what you said about it being really a great local bar, this is a bar I would really go to. A lot of times he creates these big lounge atmospheres, which yeah, I see man. their appeal, but that's not... What I personally look for in a place to drink, I mean, my perfect place to drink is my couch. Mm. Yeah. Right? The yeah. closer home, the better. But this is a really sweet, subtle, soft environment. I'm like, like let's say, to go. let's say the claws of society drag you out. Where does one want to be dragged to? I'm going to go to Oak Tavern. I would go to Oak a Tavern. great local bar. I would, I would too. Yeah, I would. I would hang out at Oak Tavern. Um, absolutely. And again, you know, I also like those sort of homey homey bars where it's just like oh I'm, I, I would I, I'd like to drink at places that would be my house closest yes. to my house I I understand the social exchange I'm with it however I do not want lasers in my eyes I'm not with it um, so again we, we went kind of across the board here on this um, you know cat wasn't necessarily all the way on board um, but you know I'm actually I think we, uh, we we dug this this was man. a very heartfelt episode yeah man and you know, there's like d- d- polygamy. D- like, how is that heartfelt? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you guys are coming it, from. It was, it was heartfelt in my pants. Oh, Jesus Christ. It wasn't heartfelt. It was hearts felt. Mm. Yeah. Plural. Mm. More than one heart was touched. Again, here. Some things were touched. That's for sure. Yes. Sure. Yes. yes. I'm hoping by Winter being fired, she was also fired from the Sister Wife Club. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, she was. out of the house. Well, maybe Hannah was brought in. Although Hannah wasn't as young and cute Hannah, as Hannah. There were. was no exposition of Hannah. She was, no, just, there she was just there doing a pretty <laughs> decent job. <laughs> yeah, she's a fuck you, Winter. Peace. <laughs> yeah. It was a total Hunger Games. She was like, ah, oh, nah, bitch just got eight. Sorry. I'm just going to stay quiet until I can pounce. Yeah, hey, man, look, I'm, I'm slinging. My moment. I'm the second least shittiest person here. I'm not trying to fuck anything up at this point. Fuck that. So, um, so that was the episode. Um, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, enjoyed our delightful, delightful recount of everything that happened. Uh, you can find us at Shut It Down Recap. 
on the Twitters. Uh, also, uh, we have an email, and I can't fucking find my phone. Um, but just find us, look us up, Google us. We're there. Um, also, uh, rate us on iTunes. Um, I'm going to get us on Stitcher because that's free. Ooh, I got to nice. do that at some point. Um, so, yeah, find us there. Um, you know, yeah, and rate us, uh, comment on it. Tell us how great we are. Tell us how great John Taffer is. Um, and always, you know, tune into the show at 9 o'clock Sundays. Always brand yes. new episodes. Um, and also, if you're looking Sp- for me. On Spike TV. On Spike TV, of course. Um, the Network of Check Kings. Check your local listings. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Network of Kings. Um, yeah. uh, if you're looking for me, uh, Jim Search. Uh, I'm at Jim Search on Twitter. I'm also at JimSearchComedy.com. Um, show-wise, I'm going to be at, uh, what is it, No Fun Comedy, or No Fun Bar, the UGG Comedy Show. Oh. Uh, yeah, Todd Todd Montesi's throwing me up. Uh, nice. Tomorrow night, Tuesday, so go check that out. And also then that night, if you want to follow me around the city, I'm going to be at UCB East at 930 uh, for the Tony Show, which will be dope. And then this upcoming Saturday, I'm going to be in Binghamton, New York, God's country from where this all started. The promised land. Yes. This is what God set aside for his babies. Uh, I'm going to be there uh, where I've learned my love of bars, my love of alcohol, the finer points of shitty bars. I learned in Binghamton, New York. I'm going to be there uh, 8 o'clock at the Relief Pitcher on Conklin Ave in Binghamton, New York. Uh, I'll be joined with Damon Millard, Gene Getzman, and Michael Abramson. We're going to have a great time, so go find me there. Blah, 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 blah. Um, Kat, what's going on with you? Uh, this Saturday, I, I will be at Bunga's Den at 10 p.m. on Ooh. 14th Street here in Manhattan and a bunch of other things happening as well. So just find me on the Twitters uh, at, at @kathweems. Yeah, just uh, follow me on Facebook and Twitter for all the fun updates. Uh, this is Max Cohen. And that'll be fun. And it'll be fun for all. Um, so, yes, thanks again for you guys tuning in. Um, we love you all. Keep shutting it down. Bye. <laughs>